You're listening to The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. Do you remember in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves how the dwarves marched off singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. (laughs) They were carrying those shovels and pickaxes into the mine, singing with joyful faces and voices as though they really couldn't wait to get to work. (laughs) Is that how you head off to work each morning? (laughs) Mary, I see your topic today is thank God it's Monday. So are you suggesting we need to take the cue from the seven dwarves as we head to work each day? (laughs) Well, it does seem like those dwarves had an unusual (laughs) attitude. I don't typically head out each day singing hi-ho, (laughs) hi-ho. And for some of us, we go to work because we have to. So it's more like... I owe, (laughs) you know, I owe, so it's off to work I go. Right, and then there are some who have difficult work situations, and so their song might be, oh, no, oh, no, it's off to work I go. That's true, Julie. Well, today I want to propose to followers of Jesus Christ that we can have a totally different attitude toward our work. In fact, we really can learn to say truthfully, thank God, it's Monday. (laughs) You mean instead of the ever-popular, thank God, it's Friday. Right. We really can be thankful for a new week and approach Mondays with a thankful attitude. I think so. (laughs) Well, we're eager to hear how to make this happen. So do you think you could ever honestly say, thank God, it's Monday, and look forward to going to work? Maybe you're thinking you could if you only had a better boss. If you work for someone who is difficult or demanding or unfair, going to work can seem pretty tough some days. Perhaps the thorn in your side at your job is a coworker or coworkers who are not so easy to get along with. It could be their work habits or maybe their lack of good work habits or their negative attitudes. Sometimes it's their lifestyles, vulgarity, foul mouths that make jobs unpleasant. Some of you probably have gone through downsizing and lost your job rather unfairly. That can make you pretty cynical. So going to work just becomes a matter of putting in your time. I owe, I owe, so it's off to work I go, and that's about it. Well, in addition to difficult bosses and coworkers and unfair treatment, how about unpleasant work environments and heavy workloads, stress, pressure, Lack of appreciation, that's common. Lack of success, insufficient pay. I'm just naming a few, right? Most jobs have enough of these to make them pretty miserable. So how could those dwarfs sing hi-ho, hi-ho? How could anybody honestly say, thank God, it's Monday? You know, most people have the attitude that work is something we have to do whether we want to or not. Work is what we do in order to acquire all the things we want or need. Work is more often seen as a curse rather than a blessing. And that's really sad because until sin entered the picture, work and work environments were ordained by God. They were blessed by God and ordered by God. In short, we were created to work. And that's where we get our dignity as humans. You notice when you meet someone new, how prone you are to ask, what do you do? Well, that's because what we do is our identity to a great degree. And God so intended it. Our dignity does not come from what we have, because really we don't have anything. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You may think you own some stuff, but uh, think again. As Paul told Timothy, we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But God intended that our work would be a part of our identity, and that's the way it was originally. 
But once sin entered the picture through the disobedience of Adam and Eve, everything good that God created was corrupted, including work. The Garden of Eden, the first workplace created by God, was corrupted by sin, and your workplace has been corrupted by sin. The reason we don't often say, thank God it's Monday, is because of the curse that was placed on work after sin came on the scene. You'll find that curse in Genesis 3, where God said to Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Paraphrase. You'll have to work like you've been doing, but now work's going to be full of difficulties. You'll earn your living, but the thorns and thistles will make it unpleasant, and it will be painfully toilsome at times. Your work will be hard and make you weary and tired. And this curse, which God placed on work way back in the Garden of Eden, is passed on to us today. Work is full of painful toil. You have to do things you don't like to do or you don't want to do. You have to do work that's boring or unfulfilling. Your work may seem mundane or painfully toilsome. Work is full of thorns and thistles, things that upset you and irritate you and just make the job unnecessarily difficult. The unpleasant coworker, the impossible boss, the demanding customer, they stick you and prick you and, and ruin otherwise good days. Work is full of the sweat of your brow. You are physically exhausted at the end of the day. Mental exhaustion is just as difficult, and often we experience emotional exhaustion on our jobs. A secular writer named Studs Terkel wrote a book entitled Working. <laughs> Listen to what he says. This book, being about work, is by its very nature about violence to the spirit as well as to the body. It's about ulcers as well as accidents, about shouting matches as well as fist fights, about nervous breakdowns as well as kicking the dog around. It is, above all or beneath all, about daily humiliations. To survive the day is triumph enough for the walking wounded among the great many of us. Wow, <laughs> you can't blame us for not wanting to work in this cursed environment. If only we didn't have to earn a living. If only we could be spared this unpleasant and unfair predicament called work. Is that the way you often think? Do you just hold your breath and live for the days you don't have to go to those corrupted workplaces? Thank God it's Friday. My vacation is next week. I'm retiring in two years. Let me out of here. I have such great news for you today. You know that curse that was placed on work way back in the Garden of Eden, that curse that was caused by sin, that curse which has created a miserable workplace for you? Guess what? Jesus came to redeem us from that very curse. Here's really great news from Galatians 3:13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Jesus Christ came to redeem us from the whole curse, including the curse on work. 
I don't think many Christians have ever understood that work was cursed or that they have been set free from that curse. We seem to know that we've been set free from the curse of condemnation. Our sins are forgiven. We will spend an eternity in heaven with Jesus. But we've also been set free from the entire curse, including the curse on work. Now, in order to be set free from the curse, you must first have a personal relationship with Jesus through faith. Can you identify the time in your life when you recognized your need of a Savior, when you confessed your sins and became a new creation in Christ through faith in what Jesus has done for you? That's what Jesus called being born again. And if you haven't been born again, born from above, then you are not free from the curse. It still hangs over your head. So let me urge you to get that issue settled immediately if there's any doubt in your mind about it. You can contact us here at The Christian Working Woman, or perhaps you know a local minister or Christian you could go to for help. But you need to see from God's Word what it means to become a Christian and make certain you've done that. And then once you're born again, Jesus does not remove you from the curse-infested world. He could, but he chooses to leave you here. He leaves you here with work to do. And you now have the amazing opportunity to demonstrate what work is really supposed to be like. Yes, even in the midst of that corrupted workplace. That's a great privilege you and I have to show our worlds how God intended work to be. So in order to be able to truly say, thank God it's Monday, we've got to figure out how we can live in freedom from the curse on work, even though the effects of that curse are all around us. If you've listened to me very often, you know I'm a how-to person. I want to know how to do what the Bible tells me to do. I need it in simple words, easy to understand applications so I can make it real in my life. So what I'm trying to do today is make this principle of being free from the curse of work more real to you and therefore more easily applicable to your life. Here's our dilemma. We're born-again believers who have been set free from the curse, including the curse on work, yet every day we go into a workplace that is full of the consequences of the curse. Things like lack of cooperation, everyone's out for themselves, lots of gossip and office politics, laziness, lack of appreciation and recognition, verbal abuse, lots of jealousy, lots of lying and stealing, discrimination and harassment, territory protection, you know, unfairness of all kinds, and just too much work. Let's face it, if we didn't have to face these things on our jobs, work would definitely be far better for us. These are the thorns and thistles that now inflect our work environments. So what do we do? Well, we have several options. Since we have to work or think we have to work, we can do it with a fair amount of drudgery, complaining, and self-pity. Lots of people do that. Or we could look for a job that doesn't have these thorns and thistles. There must be a perfect job somewhere. Or we can become self-employed so we don't have to put up with these hassles doesn't exactly work out that way, or isolate ourselves as much as possible from everyone on our jobs to avoid as many thorns and thistles as we can. 
Well, none of these are solutions because they don't get to the root of the problem. We are still living under the curse of work. Here's the way God intends for us to do it. Work at the job God has given you and carry the kingdom of God to your job every day. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, I'm out of time today, so I'm not going to be able to get to the good part until next week. The good part is that because you've been set free from the curse, you have a unique opportunity to turn your work and your job into a place of victory and testimony of God's transforming power in your life. Now, I think that's really exciting. So I urge you to join me next week at this time for the conclusion of my thoughts on your attitude towards your job. That's really the best part because God has given us the power to transform our workdays and make them honoring to Him. And we can honestly say, thank God it's Mondays. Friends, this is a marvelous opportunity we have. This is the whole purpose of this ministry, the Christian Working Woman, to help you see that you are in a mission field and you are on point there for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can make that workplace a place where you show the love of Jesus as nobody else can do. So be sure to listen next week as I talk about how you take the kingdom of God to work every day. Well, you've really left us hanging here, Mary. How do we learn to honestly say, thank God it's Monday? I guess we'll have to wait until next week for the answers. But remember, copies of Mary's devotionals are always available on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. The Christian Working Woman exists to equip, encourage, and empower Christians in the workplace. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please consider giving a financial gift. It's so easy to do on our website, or you can call and make a donation by phone. Our number is 630-462-0552. We are fully supported by listeners like you, and we are so thankful for your generosity. I'm Julie Bustide. We appreciate you spending your time with us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman.